fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. These fuckity fucks. Um, I had started the podcast probably, I don't know, five, ten minutes ago. Uh, but I had to stop the podcast uh, because I had to murder my dog. I murdered Sadie. Sadie's dead now. I murdered her. I kicked her in the face until she could smell her own butt from the inside. <laughs> She's dead. I only have one dog now. And that's one too many. Right, Ween? Right, Ween? Ween's like, yeah, whatever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister, a dog murderer. <laughs> Uh, with me, as always, uh, Wing Dog. Uh, Wing Dog is on the chair. Uh, Sadie Dog's uh, corpse is in the cage where it belongs. She just peed on the floor for no fucking reason. Legitimately. Just walking around all of a sudden, just pees on the floor. Didn't tell me she had to go. Didn't walk by the door. Like, usually most dogs that I've ever owned, when they had to go to the bathroom, they would go by the door. That would be like, That's the international signal of, I gotta take a shit. You stand by the door. Oh my God, you gotta take a shit? You're standing by the door. And the dog's like, yeah, I gotta take a shit. That's why I'm standing by the door. Not Sadie Dog, so that's why I had to murder her. So her corpse is in the cage. Uh, both the cats are on the porch, uh, puking out there. I'm sure they're puking on the porch. No shitting on my bed today, so that's a good thing. Oh, fuck. So how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it good? Was it fun? Was it exciting? God bless it. I hope it was. Why? Because today is Monday, August, July 31st, 2020, Trace. Hopefully it was a good day at work, a day doing whatever you do on a Monday. If it wasn't, have a beer like yours truly. Uh, go to bed and wake up. Tomorrow is Tuesday, the first day of August. Do you guys say rabbit? You know, the first the first word of the month. Do you get any weird superstitions that you do the beginning of the month? Let me know if you do. I'm just curious. I need some good luck. Tomorrow is the uh, another lottery pull. I think it's over a billion dollars. Fuck. Should I put a dollar in? I, sh I should put a dollar in. I've thought about it. Like, I wouldn't necessarily want to win the big the big prize just let me win like 50 grand <laughs> that's like two years salary for yours truly <laughs> that's a lot of mocha mochas a lot of ice mocha mochas i'm not greedy everybody i just want to get by i just want to live a comfortable life and not not worry about shit i don't need fancy cars fancy homes I don't need to take extravagant trips. I just want to be able to go to the movies every now and then. How about that? If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, uh, first, let me thank you for finding this shit podcast. I don't know how you found it, but you did. You're here. Thank you. If you, if you found it through... I'm assuming you found it because of another person. Somebody you know listens to this shit 
and said, hey, I know this fucking asshole who rants and he raves about absolutely dumb fucking things. You might enjoy it because it's going to make your life so much better. This guy loses his fucking mind. He yells at his dogs and his cats all the fucking time. He gets in Facebook fights. Facebook fight, Facebook fight. You are wrong and I am right. You are a stupid prick. You can suck my big fat dick. This is another Facebook fight. I I do, I do. Getting a lot of Facebook fights. But uh, I'm the host of this podcast, Steve McAllister. I was a comedian for a long time, social worker for a longer time. Now I make mistakes. That's what I do. I make, make a whole lot of mistakes. And getting into Facebook fights is one of those mistakes. And I got into a huge, huge Facebook fight with um, uh, a bunch of different women. It was all women, <laughs> women, white women, white entitled women. <laughs> who apparently watched Barbie numerous times all over my uh, my Fuck You Friday. If you don't follow me on social media, Fridays are Fuck You Fridays. What's a Fuck You Friday, Stu? Well, that's where I post something that if, pe- if people do X, then fuck you. And it's usually simple things. And the simple thing that these uh, three white women wanted to fight with me about was uh, whether or not somebody should say thank you if you hold the door open for them, right? It's a pretty simple fucking thing. I discussed this yesterday on the Patreon a whole lot. But uh, it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back to me. And I'm like, why? Why did this trigger people? It's so weird. These, These women were like, If you're doing something with the expectation of getting something in return, if you're doing something kind with the expectation of getting something in return, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, first off, fuck you. Second of all, fuck you again. And third off, you're wrong, you fucking coos. (laughs) Oh, this podcast is for the children. I'm pouring out one for my homie. And I'm dedicate, dedicating this one for the children. We live in a society, everybody. You, me, your neighbors, your co-workers. We all live in a society. And within a society, there are established rules that we need to follow to continue to have a society. And one of these rules is, if someone opens the door... You say thank you. And when you don't say thankful, or say thank you and being thankful, you are starting the fucking crumbling of civilization. Society is going in the shitter. (laughs) Now you might think that I'm a fucking lunatic for saying that. And you're probably fucking right. You're probably fucking right. I will fully admit that I'm a fucking crank. One of, the, one of the three coups is like, you sound like an old man, an angry old man. And I'm like, are you fucking new here? Why are you on my page? 
How do you not know that I'm a fucking angry old man? I got a fucking thing I do every Friday called Fuck You Friday. Do I sound like a happy-go-lucky dude? No, fuck you. <laughs> so dumb. Why are you here? I'm first, I'm a cranky old man. Second, I'm a goddamn comedian. You fucking bitch. <laughs> Don't take everything that I say to be 100% serious. But I am serious about you needing to say thank you. So I did a little experiment today, everybody. I did an experiment today. On my day, I was out working today. I work for the West Michigan Whitecaps baseball team selling Dippin' Dot ice cream. I deliver Dippin' Dot ice cream all over the great state of Michigan. And today, today, I was in the Battle Creek area, Kellogg's. If you didn't know that, your Frosted Flakes, your Fruit Loops comes from goddamn Battle Creek, Michigan. But today, every opportunity I had to hold a door open for somebody, I was really waiting to hear what they had to say. And nine out of ten times today, people said thank you. And the one time that the dude didn't, it was this old fucking man walking into a gas station. It was weird how he just, he kept walking. It was, it was as if the door didn't even exist. Like, I'm pretty sure that if that door hadn't been open, he still would have tried to walk through it. He was a fucking weirdo. He didn't look at me. He didn't say a goddamn thing to me. No acknowledgement of any kind. I'm like, all right, man, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. So I go back to the, the van. I get the product to bring in to put in the freezer. And the dude is standing at the counter. And the lady is dealing with him. And he's being kind of a weirdo. And he walks away and the ladies are like, yeah, that dude was fucking weird. I did not know what he wanted because he was just standing at the counter. <laughs> and I asked him if he needed any help. And he was just standing there at the counter. I'm like, I don't maybe the fucker was having a stroke or something. I don't know. It's weird to me when people just can't fucking say thank you. Just say thank you. Is it hard to acknowledge this? I had a woman today open the door for me, this old lady. She got to the door before I did. She opened the door. She walked in, realized that I was behind her, and held it open for me so it wouldn't slam shut. And I was like, thank you. And I should have said this to her. I, sh I didn't. I should have. I should have said to her, were you expecting me to say thank you? And the answer to that should have been, Yes, I was, because I believe in manners, and I believe in society, and I believe in following rules that are going to keep this a civilized world. <sighs> but there you go, everybody. There you fucking go. There you go, there you go. Do, 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 do. Yep. It was a real fucking easy day. I have not done the Battle Creek route in like easily over a year. The the chicky Kylie who does the route was took the day off. I am amazed at my coworkers and how many days off they take. 
Right. You can take it. I mean, that's one of the perks at Dippendots of like, I can tell my boss and go, uh, I can tell him today and go, hey man, I'm not working tomorrow. And he'll be like, all right, I guess. That's just the kind of place that I work for. I don't get vacation days. I don't get paid if I don't work. So that's why your boy doesn't take off. I don't get sick. I don't get injured. I don't make plans. I fucking work. Why? Because I need the goddamn money. If I'm taking off, it's because uh, I'm either working somewhere else and or that's it. That's it. There's no other reason I'm not working. But all my coworkers take so many fucking days off. It's crazy to me. Not all of them don't even work every day. You don't work every day. But it was such an easy route. I was done in like eight hours. And that is unheard of, everybody. I don't work days where I'm working eight hours or less unless I'm doing warehouse work. Unless I'm a bitch. Unless I'm a bitch. Unless I'm a... (laughs) I'd play a dog noise, but I don't have one. So this weekend, I'm just uh, doing a quick recap. I went and I saw the movie Barbie. I would encourage you to go see it. I gave it one and a quarter thumbs up my butt. That's not not horrible. It's not horrible. Definitely see it if you got girls, uh, girl power, pink power, whatever. Go see it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Matt Harper was trying to teach me how to play guitar. I'm going to have to watch some YouTubes. Some more YouTubes. So there we go. Uh, I watched a lot of horseshit this weekend. Fuck me, I watched so much horseshit. But one of the things that uh, I ended on last night, I was watching this uh, show on Netflix called Heist. Have you guys seen it? Heist? It only has one season. And it only has six episodes. And it's uh, three stories. So two episodes per story. And what it is, it's about heists that just average everyday people committed. And um, you know, I, I'm kind of into shit like that. I'm always like, all right, I'll watch this. I'm, I'm always doing something else. I'm, I'm sorting my cards for those who are new. I have uh, managed to accumulate way too many uh, sports cards over the last couple of years. And so I'm just sorting them, you know, by sport and team and whatever. And so I'm sorting them and I'm watching this. And the first episode was about this young woman and this man who robbed uh, an armored truck company. Now, uh, that company was Loomis. I worked for Loomis in one of the... uh, 86 jobs that I've had over the past three years. Loomis was one of them. I didn't I didn't work in the truck. I worked at the actual um, uh, warehouse, for lack of a better term. I was in the coin department. I co- uh, collected coins, counted coins. Fuck, 
that's a dirty fucking job. Money is dirty. Don't fucking touch money. If you if you can help it, don't touch money. It's dirty as fuck. So I was interested in it because you know I, I I'm always was I was always looking at the trucks, going hmm. If I were to rob a truck, what would I do? And this lady did it back in the early '90s, so it made it even simpler. She got a job working for Loomis as a driver in Vegas. And so what it was, she was the driver, and then she had two guys who rode with her who would go into casinos, and they were delivering money to ATMs. So they would go into a casino, they would find an ATM, they'd put money in the ATM, and and there you go. Pretty simple, right? And she would just remain in the truck. And they figured out when they went to the one casino, Circus Circus, the guys were in the casino for like an hour just filling all these goddamn ATMs. So she and her boyfriend realized that when she was still in the the truck, that she could just leave. (laughs) She had an hour to leave before these dudes figured out that shit went awry. So pretty fucking easy. You know, this is back before GPS and all that shit. And uh, so I'm watching it. But the reason why it struck a chord with me even more was because this woman was originally from Buffalo, New York, which is uh, where I grew up. I grew up right outside of Buffalo in Clarence, New York. I've lived in Buffalo on a couple different occasions. And so it was super interesting to see the story because it happened in 1993. And in 1993, I was living in Massachusetts. So that was probably one of the reasons why I was unfamiliar with it. But they were talking to her brother, her sister, her father, and holy fuck, they were straight white trash out of Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Buffalo or not. It's a very blue-collar town. Uh, there's a lot of dumb fucking people there. <laughs> I enjoy Buffalo a whole lot, but then there are a lot of times when I'm like, oh my fucking God, everything is so dumb here. All these people are dumb. <laughs> Fuck! Why does it call back to me every now and then? I don't want to go. <laughs> no. So it was interesting. They sold. She stole uh, three million dollars. Her and the boyfriend. And the boyfriend. I don't know if he had planned things from the beginning or what. But the boyfriend was a criminal before he met the woman. He, uh, he had committed a fucking. Heist, uh, where he he robbed the fucking armored truck. He robbed the Loomis truck. And apparently it went sideways because he ended up murdering one of the guards. And he got caught and he went to prison. He was in prison, I don't know, 10, 15 years or some shit. To me, it just seems like that's not enough time. You murdered somebody. That's just not enough time. Now, I know, like, people can be rehabilitated and whatever but i'm like fuck it just doesn't seem right does it so that's why he was kind of talking with her about the whole thing and they got it all set and they they went on the run and they ended up finally they ended up in amsterdam and she got knocked up by the guy and had a kid and so that's when she like was having 
remorse and I want him to have a good life for my child and da 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 da. So she eventually she turned herself in. And she spent, I think it was five years in prison, which again, to me, that doesn't seem like a whole lot either. She stole $3 million. Five years in prison. Right? I mean, that's like, uh, that's not even, that's a half a million a year less, right? Five years? Three million? Well, my math is goofy. I don't make half a million a year. Would I go to prison for, for five years and knowing when I got out I'd get three mil? Maybe. Maybe I would. Maybe I would. But when, as I'm watching all of these shows, there, the, there were three of them. There was that one. The second one was another like heist at an airport where they were robbing an armored truck company. Money was getting delivered from Germany to Miami for some reason. And these guys went in and they, they stole $7 million. And then the last one was about this guy who was robbing a, uh, a whiskey, a bourbon company in Kentucky. He was stealing old Pappy whiskey or some shit. They called it Pappy Gate. And apparently he stole millions of dollars worth of whiskey. And uh, as I'm watching all of these shows, none of them had really any kind of regret, right? I, I believe they all had regret that they got caught. Um, the, the, the lady, she turned herself in. Because again, I think if she had never had a kid, I'm sure she'd still be out there now unless she got caught. The other guys got caught because one guy was doing something stupid. And then the, the, the Whiskeygate dudes, uh, they got caught because there was a sheriff who was like, I'm going to catch these fucks. And he put out a reward and someone fucking squealed on him. And there you go. So, but not a single one expressed any kind of remorse. And not a single one really had any kind of reason for committing the crime. Right? The the, uh, the the lady who stole from the Vegas Brinks truck or the Loomis truck, it was like, oh, I just wanted nice things. I didn't have nice things when I was a kid. Well, lots of us didn't have nice things when we were kids. Doesn't mean we could go fucking rob trucks. The the fucking dudes in Miami were like, the guy, the guy. Apparently, the dude and his wife. His wife was unable to have a baby. And so they wanted to adopt a baby, and it was like $30,000 to adopt a baby from Russia. So that's why they robbed the fucking, the Brinks truck. <laughs> and then the last guy, it was the same thing. of like, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't have nice things. I'm like, hold, this is not justification. Just because shitty things happen to you as a child or whatever, doesn't mean that you were allowed to commit crimes. You fucks. So many bad things happen as a result of you people committing these fucking crimes. It does, it, there's no excuse. None whatsoever. I'd encourage you to watch the show. It's on Netflix. I don't mean to brag. I have Netflix. So uh, if you have Netflix as well, good for you. But go give it go give it a watch. Heist. I don't know. For some reason, it was only one season, which is kind of weird. To me, it seems like this is an easy show to fucking make. You know, they kind of did, like, recreations with actors, but then so much of it was just interviewing the people who were involved. 
It was funny. The lady from the first one, though, they interviewed her, but they blacked out her face. They, you know, they pixelated her face. And they actually had an actress performing as her for, like, most of the interviews until we got to the very end. And they were like, she didn't want to kind of reveal who she was. I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. I'm sure it'd be kind of easy to figure out who you are and where you are or whatever, but... Hey, man, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Well, that was the last guy was complaining about how uh, his kid, he had two kids, and his older son, the boy, uh, was in, like, high school, and I guess he was starting to date a girl or see a girl or whatever, and the girl's father, like, Googled, because I guess that's what you do now. You Google everybody before you start dating them. And... Uh, found out who the father was and then he just told the daughter like you can't see this kid <laughs> and so the, the the criminal guy was like oh why does my son have to pay for my crimes so, well, that's how it fucking works asshole life ain't fair you dumb dick don't do fucking crimes dick <laughs> you fucking dick speaking of uh googling everybody I saw this. I didn't pull it up, but I read the article a day or two ago. There's a guy here in Grand Rapids. He used to be a sheriff, was a cop. But what he's doing now, he retired. But what he's doing, he and his wife, they're they're putting out their services to do private investigation for people who want to check into the background of people they're dating. Like, if you're going out on a first date with a fucking Bobby Joe or Billy Jean or Steve McQueen or whatever the fuck, these guys will come in and they'll do a background check for $250, $250, which that seems a little pricey to me for like, hey, I just want to go and fucking have a dinner with this person. <laughs> do I want to spend probably like five times more than the cost of the dinner? Because, you know, I'm, we're going to Applebee's. We're eating good in the neighborhood. We're getting two-for-one apps. <laughs> right? You got to impress the ladies. You got to eat good in the neighborhood. Two hundred fifty. Would you spend $250 to give to somebody to investigate? Now, when, when I was working, I worked as a CPS worker for a year, Child Protective Services worker. And when we were investigating people to look into their background of like criminal history and whatever, we had access to a thing called LEAN, L-E-I-N. It was Law Enforcement, Law Enforcement Intelligence Network, I think is what it was, or maybe it was an information network. And so you could go in there and you could fucking find all sorts of shit on people. Now, you, you could look up anybody. If you knew anybody's name and approximate date of birth, you could look up fucking anybody. You're in there, everybody. You're in lean. Now, the thing was, you weren't supposed to use that unless you were investigating somebody for uh, uh, an accusation. Like, I couldn't be like, oh, I'm going on a date with Sally Jean. I want to see what's going on with her. And hop into lean, you could get fucking in trouble for that. Now, I will tell you this 100% truthfully. I never did it to check out anybody that I wasn't investigating. 
mostly because I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I am very indifferent to everything, everybody, except for you needing to say thank you if I hold the door open. I take a very strong stance on that. But the rest of it, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want to do. I don't give a shit. But now, uh, am I saying that other people did the same as me? Absolutely not. I know for a fact, a fact, that people were checking out other people. That's how it is. Sometimes when you have access to information or power or whatever, people are, uh, people are blinded by it. People are nosy. They want to know. I need to know what you're doing. There is something on my mind. I need to know what you're doing. I'm sure you're committing a crime. <laughs> Shit. I should have been a professional singer. <laughs> Auto-tune me, baby. <laughs> ah, shit. All right, what's going on in the world today? Um, I got sent this article to me from a listener, Scott. Scott and PA. Scott and PA. And I had seen it as well, too. And it just made me go, fuck. People need new hobbies right people got too much time and uh, too much money and not enough mental health therapy but there's a guy in japan who spent how much did he spend over fourteen thousand dollars on a realistic collie suit a a dog a collie dog and uh, I'm not going to lie to everybody. It's pretty good. I mean, uh, if you're looking at it from a distance, you're like, oh, my God, there's a dog over there. But when you get up close, you're like, no fucking way. This is not a fucking real dog, right? This is just a pretty decent costume, right? Because I'm looking at, like, the pictures. Like, the paws are too big. The legs are too big. Because it's a goddamn human. The dog's too fucking fat, and I've I've seen some fat collies, but you know, and the and the fucking it's just not gonna have like the the face muscles, all that shit. Like it's good, but it's not fucking. I'm not spending fourteen thousand dollars on this dumb thing. The canine cosplayer named Toko first made headlines several years ago after dropping more than 14000 on a hyper-realistic collie suit so he could realize his lifelong dream of becoming man's best friend. Jesus Christ. Since then, the human pooch has become a sensation on YouTube where he posts under, I want to be an animal. The clip show Toko gussied up in a full rider regalia as he rolls over, plays fetch, and other supernaturalistic canine in-paws sensations. Jesus Christ. I want whoever works, uh, whoever works at the goddamn New York Post, I want them to be shot for these dumb fucking dog puns. Yeah, see, now I'm watching him too. He's like, I'm watching some video and he's like rolling around and whatever. 
and uh, it's like bad animatronics truly is what it is but uh people are interested in fucks like this because he's got a video that's uh got 3.8 million views as he stepped out in public in his costume for the first time ever so he's out in the real world and uh He's got, it's weird. I don't know if this woman with him is his girlfriend or what, but there's a woman with him kind of walking him. And that's kind of weird. So people were like commenting on the video. And one goes, a Japanese man spent over $20,000 for this border collie costume. You cannot convince me this isn't some weird sex thing. (laughs) Fucking Christ. Toko says, I don't sweat the haters. I'm just sad that people can think that. Uh, can think that. I love animals and enjoy play acting like a collie. You know, I love animals too, man. But I've never wanted to become a fucking dog or a cat or anything else. Jesus Christ. Achieving the seemingly unrealistic lifestyle choice involved paying Zepit a company that makes costumes for TV commercials and films, a cool 2 million yen, that's $14,161 to design the suit. Uh, My dream of becoming an animal came true in this way. Uh, what, what, What kind of weird psychological thing is going on in people's brains, right? Where they want to become something subservient, something... Let's be perfectly honest. Dogs are supposed to be dumber than man. Although I think there are some dogs that are smarter than some men. But why would you want to become a dog? It's weird. Go, go find, you can find the videos. You can see it. You're like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. But is it worth $14,000? I don't think I've ever owned a car that I've paid $14,000 for. Now, admittedly, uh, like the last six cars I've owned have all been Ford Focuses and they've all been cars that have been like 10 years old at the time of my purchase. <laughs> so I, I probably all six of those Ford Focuses, uh, when you added them all up together, probably did not come out to fucking $14,000. Uh, maybe, but probably not. Just dumb. If I had $14,000, I would not spend it on a fucking dog. I would rather spend $14,000 on 14,000 lottery tickets uh, just to see what the fuck would happen. Can you imagine that? If you walked into like Speedway gas station and you were like, I would like to buy 14,000 lottery tickets, please. You'd be there all goddamn day. And everyone behind you would be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not holding the door open for you when you leave. Lick my dick. Fuck you. I got to get gas. I got to go to work. I need my cigarettes. I need to buy some beer to get through life. Fuck you and your goddamn lottery tickets. Dick. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm going to get rich off this shit, motherfuckers. And then I'm going to buy me a collie costume. And then I can literally lick my ass. Maybe that's why the guy wanted to do it. He wanted to lick his own ass. And he's like, well, I can only really do that if I'm a dog. Everybody will look at me weird. They won't look at me weird if I'm a fucking dog. Oh, my God, that dog's licking his ass. That's pretty normal. You don't go, oh, my God, that dude's licking his ass. That's pretty normal. (laughs) Today, when I was driving into work, 
I, uh, for those who live in the Grand Rapids area, I was on Hall and Jefferson. <laughs> Not a nice area, right? That's where AmeriCorps is. Everybody knows AmeriCorps is not nice. But I'm at the light, and I'm at, like, stopped right by an alleyway, and I'm, I'm looking down the alleyway, and I see a cat. I don't know if it's a fucking alley cat, if someone actually owns the cat or what, but I see a cat. And then I saw something else that I thought was another cat, but it kind of ducked around a corner a little bit, right? Ducked behind some, some fucking overgrown shrubs. And then I'm like, oh, there's two cats. They're hanging out. And then the, the one that was hiding behind the bushes came out. And then I was like, oh, fuck, that's not a cat. What I saw, everybody, was a skunk. <laughs> I saw a goddamn city skunk. And it was hanging out with the cat. Now, I was thinking, is this some sort of weird fucking Pepe Le Pew type shit? But, uh, whatever. It was pretty funny to see the skunk. You ever see skunks walk? They kind of got like a weird waddle. They fucking kind of move side to side. They shake and they shimmy. And the cat was staring at it. And I, I don't know if the cat and the skunk were buddies. If the cat was thinking like, is that a weird looking cat? The fuck is that? But hopefully the cat did not fight the skunk. Because I would only assume that the skunk's going to win that one. The skunk will fucking beat the goddamn cat every fucking time. The skunk's bigger. The skunk's smellier. The skunk, maybe it was a dude who spent uh, $8,000 to look like a goddamn skunk. A midget dude. You know, I guess I can't say midget. Uh, small person? Is that what they're called now? Little people? Is it something like that? Someone was trying to argue with me about my use of the word cunt. <laughs> hey man, you're using the cunt the cunt word inappropriately. Oh yeah? I don't I really don't think that I'm using the cunt word inappropriately. Cunt. Cunty. Cunt tress. Cunt. They were mad because I described some Nazis. There were some Nazis in Wisconsin this weekend. Why are we not beating the shit out of Nazis? I don't understand this. We used to have to travel to Germany to beat the shit out of them. Now they're here in our own goddamn country and we're not beating the shit out of them. Our grandparents would be fucking appalled. But I saw a video of it and I said, Hey, these guys look like some pansy-ass cunts. And this woman, of course it was a woman. This woman goes, don't, don't disparage women's genitalia by calling them cunts. You're disparaging the, the name cunts or whatever. And I just want to be like, listen, lady. I'm very much aware that the cunt at one time meant female genitalia. However, I believe... Most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, when people are calling other people cunts, they're not saying that they look like vaginas. They're saying like, hey man, you're an asshole. You're a dick. You're being a fucking fuck. Or am, I, 
Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. God damn it. Cunt. It's my favorite word. And coos. Coos has become a word too. I got I had a listener. I'm not gonna say her name just in case she's embarrassed by it. But she was like, thank you for introducing the word coos to me. And I'm like, you're welcome. Coos is a fantastic word, and I love it. And again, another word that at one time meant female genitalia. But if I'm calling you a coos, I'm not meaning that. Please. I'm not, I don't mean that. Uh, Pee Wee Herman passed away today. Uh, apologies if you're learning that from me. You should never learn things like that from me. Uh, I like Pee Wee Herman, man. I think Pee Wee Herman, like his whole Pee Wee Pee Wee's Playhouse, whatever the hell it was called, that sort of showed up after I was kind of older. So I wasn't really watching. Like it was kind of like a kid show. I mean, it wasn't, but it was. I didn't really watch. I didn't watch that, but you know I liked his uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Um, you know whatever he made appearances on Letterman. Uh, I really enjoyed Paul Rubens was his real name. If you're like, uh, who the fuck is, who the fuck's Pee Wee Herman? Paul Rubin. Very funny guy. Apparently he had cancer. I did not know they had cancer. He'd been battling for a long time. He died today, age of 70. I, I loved um, the, the character acting stuff that he did. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of that shit. Like, who was the other one? There was, like, the guy who played the father who smoked. He was on set. Guido Sarducci. Father Guido Sarducci. That was pretty funny. Um, so is the other the other guy who uh, was with Andy Kaufman? They, he played like it was Paul something or other. God damn it, I'm blanking out. But I kind of you know character shit like that. I kind of dig. I kind of dig. It's all right. But uh, T and P to Pee Wee Herman. Go watch Pee Wee Herman's uh, Playhouse or Big Adventure or whatever. I'll see if that's on uh, somewhere that I can watch. Dave Chappelle is going on tour. He's coming to Michigan. He's playing a Little Caesars Arena in, in Detroit. Apparently, like, the cheapest tickets are, like, 100 bucks. And um, I'm, I'm going to say, fuck you, Dave Chappelle. If your name is Dave Chappelle and you're charging 100 bucks for a ticket, uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Will he sell out? Oh, absolutely. Is he going to get my money? At no fucking way. No fucking way. I love Dave Chappelle. I'm not giving him $100 for me to sit in the goddamn last row in a fucking in arena. Arenas are horrible places to see comedy, everybody. They're shit. I saw Adam Sandler at the Van Andel Arena. It sits like, I don't know, 14,000 people or whatever. I'm literally in the second to last row. I think I paid 50 bucks or whatever for that ticket. And uh, essentially, I was just staring at the TV the whole time, the big monitor, the big screen. Because I couldn't see him. This is bad. And I just, it didn't seem like Sandler was having a good time. It was fucking bad. So am I going to go see Chappelle? No. No, I am not. All right, I'm going to end on this. Because this really grinds my gears. 
I'm, I'm collecting football cards again over the last couple of years, right? And uh, cards have changed a whole lot from when I was a kid, right? Like they've added uh, autographs to them. Uh, they've added fabric from uniforms. They have uh, numbered cards, meaning like there's only like, they're only made 50 of these cards and you got number three out of 50 or whatever, right? So it's changed a whole lot. And it's to kind of rejuvenate the card industry to um, get people more interested in it, have more value to these cards. It's great. But some, some cards are just insane. Like there was a Mac Jones, the football player, the quarterback for the New England Patriots. There was a card of his. It was a one of one, meaning there was only one of the cards. I can't even remember if it was autographed, probably, but it sold for $100,000. Now, I guess I would I would rather have a goddamn lifelike collie suit for fourteen grand than fucking than a football card for a hundred grand. Fucking crap! That's just insane to me. I think uh, I understand why that happens, but I feel like it's a detriment to the the hobby business because then it becomes very like the business is all about money and investment. It's not about I'm a fan of this guy. I collect this. It's you bought stock in Coke or whatever. So there is a uh, a football player, college football player. His name is Arch Manning. He is the son of Cooper Manning, who was the uh, son of Archie Manning, uh, who was a he was a football player for the Saints. Cooper is the brother, the older brother of Peyton Manning, the older brother of Eli Manning. So there's a lot of football in this fucking family, right? All of them have been quarterbacks. I think Cooper would have been a professional football player too. I don't know if he also was a quarterback, but he had injured himself. But his son, Arch, uh, he's going to the University of Texas. He's going to be a quarterback at the University of Texas. And there was a, uh, you know, they got, they have college cards now as well, too. You can get autograph cards. And someone pulled a one-of-one prism black autograph card of uh, Arch Manning. Oh, sorry, it was bought at a charity auction. And the, the card sold for $102,500. This kid has never played a fucking college game ever. He might be one of the hugest busts of all time. He's got the lineage, for sure, you know, with the, his two uncles and his dad being very successful uh, football players. I really feel like if Archie Manning had played for almost any other team than the Saints, who were such an awful organization when he played for them in the 70s and early 80s, if he had played for almost any other team, he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. Peyton's a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning might become a fucking Hall of Famer. So who the fuck knows? But I'm like going, oh my God, $102,000 for a football card for a dude who has never played a college game. I don't understand it. I want to know, was the money, the proceeds of this going to, like, charity? Okay, it does say it was going to a charity. It says Panini America Charity Auction. I wonder what the charity was. It doesn't say. Like, it was going towards feeding the homeless. 
The charity was probably like for the president of Panini and was lining his pocket. I need a new uh, pool. The, the card that was bought for Mac Jones, apparently, and again, I always will bring that up because it was, originally was bought by a, a kid in Ohio pulled it out of a pack. And a card store here in Grand Rapids bought it from him for $100,000. And then they like they sold it to somebody else, I think, for like $150,000. So they made money. They got their money. I think it's been sold a couple times since then as well, too. But it's made me go, how much is that card worth now? Because Mac Jones is not good. He's he's mediocre. Mac Jones, his career, he will not be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a mediocre type guy. He's going to be like, he'll be somewhere between the range of like 15 to 20 out of the 32 quarterbacks at best. I honestly see Mac Jones not even playing or being like second stringer within five years. It's just, it isn't going to happen for him. So this, the price of the cards is clearly going to go decline because you know, a lot of the, the value of a card is dependent upon how well the, the player plays. And Mac Jones just isn't going to play well because you guys know what? He is awful. Is he good? That's right. Not. All right, everybody. That's it. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I'm just tired. If you guys can do me a solid like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, that's where you can hear clips of the day by listener Jason. He sends me clips of the day, and then I post them up there. I don't make them. He makes them. He actually told me, he's like, you know what, Stu? Your podcast yesterday, the whole goddamn thing should have been a clip of the day. He's like, the rants, the yelling, the swearing, he was like, it was magnificent. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember any of it. I was drunk. <laughs> so but go follow the pages, and then you can hear clips of the day uh, sent in by listener Jason. Uh, and then you can also send me links to things you want me to talk about. I always like it when I get links from people because a good portion of the time it's stuff that I already am going to talk about or it's something like, oh, fuck, this would be good. So uh, feel free to send messages there if you want. If you can consider subscribing to the Patreon, that would be awesome too. The Patreon is a paywall. Five bucks a month gets you just more podcasts. Anything else? Eh, sometimes. But right now it's just more Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. Patreon episodes are all the other days of the week, or try to at least. So, so go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, and search out Elemental Podcast. Just five bucks a month, everybody, and there you go. You can just do one month if you want. Try it out. Try it out for one month. One less ice mocha mocha in your life. And uh, if you don't like it, then next month, get yourself that ice mocha mocha. I'm not going to cry. I don't belittle anybody. I get it. Trust me. I get it, everybody. I get it. Um, and then if you could do, check out my Tee Public store. Check out my Macari store. I got a couple designs for t-shirts and stickers and whatever over on Tee Public. And then on Macari, I got a lot of sports memorabilia. If you can't find the links to either of those, let me know and I will send you the links. And then do these six things, everybody. All social media stuff. Check out Magic JBM on Facebook. My buddy John Midgley is a magician. 
and uh, he's got uh, art that he's drawing and videos that he does and pictures that he takes and magic shows and stuff. So go check him out. If you like magic, you will like Magic JBM. So do that. Check out Extra Levels Gaming on Facebook and their, their website's down, but hopefully sooner than later it'll come back up, extralevelsgaming.com. It's a video game store in Holt, Michigan. So if you want to buy old video games, new video games, video games for your Nintendo, your PlayStation, your Xbox, whatever, they probably got something for you. So go check them out, Extra Levels Gaming on Facebook, and then whenever their website pops up, extralevelsgaming.com. Check out West Michigan Trading Cards and Sports Memorabilia on Facebook. If you like trading cards, uh, if you want to buy some cards, sell some cards, trade some cards, show off your cards, go check them out. West Michigan Trading Cards and Sports Memorabilia. You don't need to live in West Michigan to join, but uh, feel free to join and uh, answer the questions and we'll let you in. You got to answer the questions. I've had a lot of people lately who don't answer the questions. And uh, so then I'm like, denied. You're not answering the questions. There are only three questions. It's like, uh, what's your favorite sport to trade? What's your favorite team? Do you uh, agree to follow the rules? Those are the questions. Pretty fucking simple. Uh, and then last on Facebook, look for the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam and Stephanie House. They eat a lot of coleslaw. They make videos of themselves eating the coleslaw, and they tell you yay or nay. So if you like coleslaw, and I know you do, go give them a follow. Hit the like button on the Sunday Slaw. And then Adam is a part of Alex's Arcade, a charitable organization that helps children and their families deal with pediatric cancer. They got a golf outing on Saturday, September 9th at the Bellawood Golf Course in Macomb, Michigan. All the proceeds go to benefit Alex's Arcade. So if you want to play, 125 bucks gets you a round of golf, 18 holes, a dinner, a silent auction opportunities. It's a lot of fun. I did it a couple of years ago. It's a good time, everybody. So go check it out, alexsarcade.org, for all the information. And uh, this is not coleslaw, but I had a listener, Jay Hibiscus. He sent me this uh, video link, whatever, about people taking pickle jars. And they're, they're emptying out the juice in the pickle jars. And then they're replacing it with a Cheerwine soda. <laughs> and then they eat the pickles that have now been fermenting or absorbing the Cheerwine. And he's like, you got to try it. And you know what, everybody? I will. I'll try it. Why not? I'll try it. Although it's hard for me to find cheer wine, so I might replace it with like Dr. Pepper or some shit like that. Head over to Instagram. Check out Bear Boards and Tables. Bear like a grizzly bear boards and tables there. You will see all of the cool things that Mark makes out of wood. And he's got a link to his Macari store where you can buy those things. So go check it out. It makes a lot of cool shit. Bear, boards, and tables. And then uh, last but not least, my main man, Matt Harper. He is on Instagram and TikTok at Matt Harper Art. And then he's got a store for all of his art stuff on Etsy, Barefoot Gnome. So if you're on Etsy, go check him out, Barefoot Gnome. He makes a lot of cool clay gnomes. I'm going to have him make me another Bill's Mafia gnome. So go check him out. Buy some stuff from Matt. That's Matt Harper Art. Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. So buy something from Matt. Buy something from Mark. Buy something from Extra Levels Gaming. Please do that. So that's it, everybody. I am done. Thanks for listening to this horse shit. I know it's horse shit. You know it's horse shit. But we love horse shit, I guess. 
So I'm done. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow for another Patreon. All right, have a good night, everybody.